I was gonna try to make another. What's another Dungeons and Dragons joke? Dungeons and Dragons terms. Never played that. (laughs) Roll a critical hit and listen to the Vue.js podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 28, 2018, and you're listening to the official Vue News. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.vuejs.org. The folks over at Patreon recently interviewed Evan Yu about the evolution of his Patreon, which recently crossed the $16,000 a month mark. In the article, it talks about the evolution of the Vue project over time. So what does the timeline look like? Well, in 2013, Evan started working on Vue in his spare time while working at Google. And at the end of 2014, he went to work at Meteor. Meteor as in the open source JavaScript framework? Yeah. And while there, he continued to work on Vue in his spare time. And in October 2015, spent all of his vacation days to ship version 1.0 in October. That's some dedication. (laughs) Yeah. Then in 2016, he launched his Patreon and began full-time work on Vue. In 2017, his Patreon broke 10,000 a month. And in 2018, he hired his first employee to fix bugs. It's interesting to hear how long he's worked on the project. Does he give any advice as to what helped him get this far? Yeah, he has a bunch of advice, including taking design classes. He says for front-end engineers in particular, learning about design is very important because you're building interfaces for your users. And Evan's background in design has certainly helped Vue stay so user-friendly. Yeah, he actually is a master of fine arts. He also mentions his strategy for welcoming volunteers to help with the community and to hire help when the time is right. Prior to hiring recently his first full-time developer, Evan spent 50% of his time bug fixing, 25% on conferences and training sessions, and 25% of his time improving Vue. It's definitely good to hear he's getting help now. Yeah, I think we all want him to spend more time improving Vue. Definitely check out the article if you want to learn more about Evan and his recommendations on how to build a community and start a Patreon. Along the same lines, Vue recently was covered in Wired.com by Clint Finley in an article entitled The Solo JavaScript Developer Challenging Google and Facebook. (laughs) I guess that's Evan, the solo JavaScript developer. Right. He's the only one. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to see if you get some good media coverage. Anything interesting? Yeah, it was interesting to learn how Jinyang Zhao was the China-based developer at Alibaba, who was instrumental in Vue being adopted by the company, and also in the growing popularity in China in general. Guillaume Chow's presentation slides are now available covering Vue CLI 3. If you want to give a presentation to your team on the CLI, you might just use these ones. <laughs> Today I learned about West Boss's JavaScript 30 project. This free community project has 30 videos which detail 30 JavaScript coding challenges to help you get more comfortable with vanilla JavaScript. It's good to know the basics, you know, what's going on under the hood of our frameworks. Yes, definitely. And Dave Follette recently created a blog series where he's going through each of the challenges using Vue with each of them. Oh, so he starts with plain old JavaScript solutions and then Vueifies them? Exactly. Last week, I decided to write up a blog post of all the upcoming Vue.js conferences, and there are a lot of them. Give us a really quick rundown. Well, Vue.js Summit is this weekend in Brazil. Next month is Vue.js London. October has Connect Tech in Atlanta. And in November, we have both ViewFez in Tokyo and ViewConf Toronto. Next year in February, there's Vue.js Amsterdam. And in March, we have ViewConf US in Tampa, Florida. We hope to see some of our listeners at the events. Yeah, definitely say hello. And we'll definitely be at ViewConf US in Tampa because we're in Orlando, which is like an hour away. Yep. 
Arnav Gupta has been developing native Android apps for eight years, but he's a little unhappy with React Native and he's very excited about NativeScript View. Wait, a little unhappy? Yeah, he mentions in React Native, when you get past basic applications, you end up having to drop out of JavaScript to write code in Swift, Objective-C, Java, or Kotlin for certain things, and then having to write bridges for them. Oh, so you can't actually write everything in JavaScript. Right. So he mentions this reason and a few others in his article last week entitled Native Script View, Native Mobile Apps in JavaScript Without the Hard Parts. <laughs> so what exactly does he love about Native Script? So he loves that NativeScript is an extremely generic solution to execute JavaScript on mobile, and how Java classes, Objective-C classes, and native widgets can be called using JavaScript code. If you want to learn more about NativeScript and write some view to create native apps, definitely check out his blog post. I've read a lot about using GraphQL instead of REST for your API calls, but I haven't really seen any great example apps showing you how you might begin to use it with Vue until today. Today is the day. Yeah. Kobo Orient wrote up a killer tutorial showing how to build an Instagram clone using Vue.js 2 with a new CLI, GraphQL, and GraphCool. GraphCool. That's the backend as a service for GraphQL. Right. And you send it the schema for your data and it just builds it. The tutorial starts by walking you through creating a GraphQL server, writing a data model for it, setting up authentication also using GraphQL, playing with the GraphQL playground, and finally creating the view app with the proper GraphQL query statements to get the data you need. That is a lot. Anything surprising in there? Well, there was a lot more involved than I thought using GraphQL and how you write mutations and synchronize your local browser storage when you make updates to the code. But this tutorial really explains it well. So there are two ways to run Nux.js, which I think we've talked about before on the podcast. There's static generated deployment. Where Nux generates your web application into static files for easy hosting anywhere you can put static files. And then there's server rendered deployment. Right, where Nux will generate pages server side as they're requested using Node.js. Yep, and it wasn't until today that I fully understood why you might need server rendered deployment. <laughs> and why is that? So if your app data updates often and you want to make sure your server rendered pages are up to date, or let's say you have hundreds of dynamic pages, you're probably not going to statically render them every time you make a change. Oh, that makes sense. And to do server render deployment, you need a node server that runs Nuxt. Yes, exactly. And last week, Adnan Rahik wrote up a great tutorial showing how to render your Nuxt app using AWS Lambda. There are lots of little steps to set this up, and Adnan does a great job showing you how to use the serverless framework to configure and deploy on AWS. The next time you need to implement a multi-step form where you need to show people progress as they fill out each page, you gotta check out the view form wizard library. So this is where you have a wizard across the top showing people the steps they need to complete. So maybe you have three bubbles and as they complete each part, the bubble fills out so they feel like they're making progress. Yeah, it's pretty key to a good user interface. And Projecta Kopkar recently wrote a quick tutorial showing how easy it is to import and use on your project. If you're interested in doing Vue server-side rendering in ASP.NET Core without using Nuxt, Carlos Lissandra wrote up a tutorial showing how to get this running using Node Services, which allows your .NET code to run JavaScript on the server inside a Node.js environment. 
Robert Zender was looking to start a new view learning project, and he decided to tap on his childhood passions of Dungeons and Dragons, building a combat simulator using the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition systems reference document. We have officially entered nerd zone. <laughs> I don't think there's any turning back. Yeah, right. If reading some view code, rolling a 1d20, and fighting monsters is your bag, definitely check out his blog post. Thank you for listening to the official View News Podcast. If you roll high on your intelligence and wisdom, or maybe you're a bard or a druid and you have alignment of good, be sure to tune every week for the latest news in the view community. Yeah, it's definitely a nerd zone.